Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name is Jamie Otto, and this is Jason Pyron. Hello, everybody. And we both serve here on staff at Bellevue and work with our ministerial assistants as a part of our church's internship program designed to raise up and send out prepared ministry leaders. Whether you're with us every week or this is your first time, we really do thank you for listening in, and we hope this is a beneficial time of growth for you as you follow along. Today, we finish up a conversation centered on the topic of the intern and supervisor relationship. This is relevant for anyone that leads people as well as for anyone that follows someone in leadership. We are honored to have with us Ross McGregor, who is our local missions pastor and one of our missions ministerial assistants, Mrs. Abby Eskinder. She's Miss. Miss, Miss Abby, Eskinder. Abby Eskinder. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Have, I'm happy to be here regardless. That's right. Miss, <laughs> Miss. Yes, we're really glad to have both of you here. Last episode, we really focused in on the supervisor side of things. So today, we want to finish up all three weeks of this conversation, kind of looking more those that follow the intern, the MA side of things. So as we do that, first question for you. We've discussed the idea of learning your supervisor. This came out in the training a few weeks ago, learning your supervisor. What are some ways that you have learned your supervisor? Abby, I'm going to start with you because you are being supervised by Ross. So what are some ways that you would say you have learned your supervisor? Sure. I just wanted to start with saying that Ross kind of set the pace for how to do this. Even on day one of our orientation, he was telling us things about Ben that obviously he had learned Mm -hmm. by doing ministry with Ben. And it was all very honoring and very true as I've gotten to know him. So a lot of the things that he would communicate to us about Ben, those were things that I told myself I want to pick up about Ross. Mm -hmm. So a big part of that was how does he communicate? And Mm -hmm. Ross is a very clear communicator. Mm -hmm. So It was kind of easy for me, but (laughs) just taking note of those things of this is how I appreciate being spoken to, or this is how you can present an idea, or Mm -hmm. this is when I'm available and this is when I'm busy. Things like that really help know what the expectations are Mm -hmm. and how this relationship is going to be set up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So along with that, Ross, we want to hear from you, especially if you are a supervisor now, but you walked through this as we've talked on previous episodes. So what would be some advice you would give to people who are trying to learn their supervisor? Yeah, I think you can really have a big scale. You know, oftentimes we think of like the deeper, like, oh, I need to know my supervisor. But even some of the smaller things of like, okay, well, these are the things that they like. This is the coffee that they like. This is the way that they like to spend their time outside. And this is how they love their family and, and all those things. Those smaller ways of learning your supervisor shows that you care about them as a mm-hmm. person. It also shows that you're actually caring more than just the job. You're caring about them. But then whenever you also think about getting to learn your supervisor in the way that they view the ministry, the way that they work, the way that they process, I think the first thing is just observing. See how they take notes. See how they schedule their meetings. Some people are really calendar oriented. Mm-hmm. Other people are more kind of the spontaneous well, if you're a more spontaneous person and they're a more calendar person and there's mm. friction between you and your supervisor, maybe it's because you need a calendar, that meeting that you just kind of popped in <laughs> on. And small things like that, mm-hmm. you know, ways that they communicate. Are they a more direct person? You need to be 
Mm -hmm. You need to tell the bottom line first before you go into the explanation. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first things that I tell a lot of my people that mm -hmm. like to give all the details. I need to know where we're landing the plane and then tell me the route of how we're going to get yeah. there. Yeah. And so things like that, those are small ways that you can really get to learn your supervisor and helps show that your working relationship can succeed if you mm -hmm. know one another. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a great word. Abby, did you see that played out with Ross? In our language here, Ross is a red. His mantra is be brief, be bright, and be gone. And he just talked about how he wants to know where the plane's landing and then tell him about the route. So have you seen that? We're not here to break down Ross, but have you noticed that it was important for you to learn that about him? Absolutely. I think anytime I know what the expectations are, then I'm not scrambling or trying to strive towards something and I have no direction. Mm -hmm. Ross communicating how he appreciates being communicated to mm -hmm. helped me a lot in being able to be creative with the rest of my time and yeah. the rest of my energy. I'm not spending all my time feeling this tension of, man, why is he frustrated that I'm in his office? I, I'm just trying to get to know him right? Uh -huh. because I know that there's a time and a place for that with him. Mm. And that's how it works. And honestly, I think it works well with us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 And Abby, I love that you were seeking that out. I love that you came here thinking that way and asking the questions of like, okay, so how can I really learn my supervisor? I think uh, that a lot of people listening could really learn a lot from that alone. And a little bit of what was talked about during MA training was the concept of being a co-laborer together as an MA intern and your supervisor. So how do you seek to really become a co-laborer from the MA perspective first? So Abby, we'll come to you. Yeah, I think immediately you have to ask the question like co-laboring in what, mm -hmm. for what? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of questions, at least for me, really motivate me mm -hmm. and Yes, of course, we're working for the kingdom of God, but how are we doing that? How do you pursue unity on a team if you don't know what the goal is or what the mission is? And that's something that my leadership was very intentional about like hammering into us. Like, we're going to repeat it. We're going to memorize it. We're going to focus and operate out of this mindset because when we're in the same mindset, we can pursue unity with one another. And when you have that mindset, you're not thinking about, oh, there's this great big power distance between us. It's man, we're running the same road for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. And for the sake of the gospel, how could I not care about how Ross is doing or how the rest of the team is doing? Because we're pursuing it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, so good. Ross, any thoughts? Yeah. You know, I just keep on thinking about Jesus and every time that he talks about co-laboring and he gives those parables of harvest and like being in a, a farm type setting, being in the mud, that's the picture that he puts forth is that you're sweating together mm -hmm. with one another. We're the laborers for the mm -hmm. harvest. When you think about actually laboring together, you're working towards that common goal. Well, you have to make sure that that goal is communicated. If you don't communicate that goal, then nobody knows or what you're talking about or where you're going. Mm -hmm. But then also clearly communicating the different roles that you have. Just because you're co-laborers doesn't mean that you're doing the same job. Mm -hmm. Abby and I are co-laboring together to love our city, to see more people come to know Christ in our city. But our jobs look very different. But that does not mean that we're not co-laboring, yeah. striving for the same goal and wanting to see the same results. But I also, just to the supervisors, if you're not praying with those that you're leading, if you're not down on your knees and pouring out your heart to the Lord with the people that you're leading, they're not going to be able to know your heart. And I would say that that's one of the biggest impactful moments between me and Abby and me and our team is that we pray to the Lord together on our knees, seeking the Lord to pour out his spirit on our city. And that I think went, you know, miles down on becoming co-laborers together. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a really big unifying moment, which happened really early on, was I brought something to Ross, something that I was hurt about, something that grieved me about the mm-hmm. city, just created a sense of urgency in mm-hmm. me of, man, this city needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he didn't dismiss it. He didn't, you know, brush it off of, of yeah. course, you know, that's why we're here. He took the time to be a minister to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I felt cared for. And I saw that we were on the same path together. I think in that moment, I very clearly saw that the same Holy Spirit that's speaking and working in me is the same Holy Spirit that's working and speaking in him. Mm-hmm. And that brought a lot of unity and peace to my heart because I understood that we're on the same team and we yeah. serve the same God. Mm. So that was huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So good. So kind of going off a little bit of another point that was made, I think by you, Ross, in training as well. So you made the point that if you give up on your supervisor, last week we talked to Ben about basically, Ben, what would you say to a supervisor who's tempted to give up on their intern? Mm -hmm. So kind of turning the table a little bit. You made the point, Ross, that if you give up on your supervisor, you've rejected God's authority in your life. So I would love to hear from you guys. What does that mean for somebody who genuinely really struggles to trust their supervisor. For you guys, it sounds like you even just mentioned a couple of moments or a couple of things that you've done to really build trust. And you know that you're co-laborers together because you trust each other and trust the Holy Spirit within both of you. So what does that really mean for somebody who struggles to trust their supervisor? And is there a difference between rejecting God's authority and being in the struggle? Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, whenever you give up on someone or you know, whenever you have have kind of written someone off and you think that there's nothing more. You go through the motions, your eyes become glazed over in those meetings and you're just kind of there. And so I think that it's okay to struggle with your supervisor. We're not saying that you can't do that. You look in scripture and people had conflict and they were on the same team and they were still going for the same goal and everything. But when it comes to a point of you don't think that there's anything else to do and there's no way that you can reconcile with your supervisor. What you're doing is you're doubting the gospel that unites each other on why Mm -hmm. you're there, especially if you're in ministry. But also you are not really seeking reconciliation or seeing how the Lord could move within that. So if you're struggling with the supervisor, that is not the same as giving up on that. In fact, don't stop the struggle. Like Mm. continue to struggle. Struggling is not bad. Mm. At all. Struggling Mm. is good in those moments because that means that you're fighting for what you know could be there. Mm. And I would also say like, if you're struggling with your supervisor, so speaking to the MA or Mm -hmm. to the person being led right now, ask if you can pray with them. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you can't undermine the power of prayer in the midst of the struggle. Whenever you are praying with your supervisor and your supervisor, you are praying with the one that you're leading and you're both pouring your heart out to the Lord together all of a sudden those barriers start to break down where you thought that they were pretty strong. And so the struggle is not bad. Continue to struggle. It's great. It'll it'll pay off in the long run. Yeah. So along with that then, Abby, I'll ask you first, and Ross, you can speak into it as well. But we did ask Ben in the last episode about the supervisor. What advice would he give a supervisor who's thinking about giving up or is ready to give up on their May? What advice would you give to an intern who is really ready to give up on their supervisor and has lost Mm -hmm. trust in their supervisor. I think I would sit down with that person and ask them, how are they feeling about their own personal leadership of what kind of culture are you cultivating around you? What kind of environment do you have around you? Is this something that you're not willing to pursue for a reason, like reconciliation or whatever Mm -hmm. it is? Is there a reason that you're being held back from that? And 
if you're struggling with your supervisor, you know, that's okay. And you can feel that tension, but maybe examine, are you also struggling with your calling or where the Mm -hmm. Lord has placed you? Mm -hmm. Are you kind of questioning that? And if you are, that's still okay, but take that up with the Lord Mm -hmm. earnestly. Like Ross said, you need to be praying through that and asking him to remind you why he has called you there because your leadership is not an accident Mm -hmm. and it's not something that the Lord forgot about. Mm -hmm. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. And so what are you supposed to be learning from? What are you supposed to be seeking out? Those are things that you need to be reflecting on in your own heart. And then with a spirit of humility and unity, you can talk it through. And hopefully those barriers have been removed at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ross, anything that you would add to that from your experience? Or what would you say to somebody who's wanting, they feel like they're just ready to give up on their supervisor? Or what would you tell them to do with that? Yeah, I, I think back to the MA training and someone asked a question about seeing conflict within their leadership and all of that. And what I told them was to be champions of grace. Yeah. So constantly have the grace that Christ has given you at the forefront of your mind, and you're quicker to give grace to another person, including the one that you're leading. I mean, we see in Scripture, Jesus tells us to forgive someone seven times, 77 times, which is, mm-hmm. he was just saying like an infinite amount of times. Mm-hmm. Well, are you going to be obedient to that Scripture? Are you going to forgive them if there has been wrongdoing? And if you're willing to give up on them, then you have to ask, okay, well, they're leading and setting the tone for the vision of this ministry. So if I'm giving up on them, am I giving up on the vision and the path that this ministry is going towards? And if so, then I think you have to ask yourself some hard questions on what does my future look like with this supervisor, with this ministry, because they're the one who's leading it, that God has placed them there. And you have to respect that authority. Mm -hmm. Good words. Good words. Well, one more question as we uh, finish up things today. Thank you guys. This has been really good what you've had to say for sure. But just in general, and this could be for anybody, what encouragement would you give to someone that's new to their role where they have to be led by someone that's new to them? So somebody's in a new role, they're having to follow somebody new. The whole thing is just new to them. What advice would you give them? Embrace the newness. (laughs) First, you're not going to walk in on your first day or your first week or your first month and all of a sudden be best friends and have this awesome, great relationship with your supervisor. Uh Very few instances will that happen. And so if you own the newness and you embrace it, that means you're going to ask a whole lot more questions. That means you're going to be so much more eager to go and to figure out what your supervisor enjoys, Mm. how the Lord has wired them Mm -hmm. and everything. Don't pretend like you've been there for decades and that you've known them your entire life. And Mm -hmm. even if you have, you probably don't know everything. So (laughs) still embrace that. But I would say embrace the newness and be excited about it. See and pray that the Lord will give you the vision of what this relationship could be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about my relationship with Ben, who I know is on previous weeks. We have become close brothers and close friends. I never actually could have imagined that the Lord Mm -hmm. would orchestrate that. And so there's no telling what the Lord has in store for your supervisor Mm -hmm. relationship with your MA. Be open to whatever the Lord could have for you guys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait to lean into that. (laughs) Set the pace if you can, you know, like you're your own personal leader and you have people around you that fall under your influence. So go ahead and cultivate that. Mm -hmm. And don't be insecure about where the Lord has called you. He's called you for a reason and he's called you to a place for a reason. So allow the Lord to use that even from day one Mm -hmm. and allow the Lord to speak through you when he wants to speak. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's telling you to listen, go ahead and listen. (laughs) Yeah. Allow the Lord to lead you well. Mm -hmm. And I would also say, like, if you are fresh into a new 
situation, it is so important that those very first moments to get to know that person, because you may not see the results of that then in those first couple of weeks in that first month of really taking extra time to know what the joys that person has in life or what they struggle with and all those things. But you may see that down the road five months from then whenever you're in conflict and whenever you're a year into it and all of a sudden you're working day in and day out with that person, that foundation of trust mm -hmm. and knowledge and being known, it reaps so much dividends right. in them wanting to follow you, but also you following that leader. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Thanks again for joining us as we wrapped up the conversation we've been having about the intern-supervisor relationship. As was shared in MA training, and we want to leave you with this thought, disrupting the unity of your team is always the scheme of the enemy. Whether you're leading others or being led, we pray these conversations have helped you be aware of the role you play in helping the team be most effective for the kingdom of God. We'll see you next time. <laughs>